Welcome to Live to Grind. My name is Brennan C. Adams, serial entrepreneur, inventor, TV creator, and speaker, passionate about helping others create something great and become unforgettable. Join me each week to discuss practical ways to help you increase your income and impact as an influencer in your industry. My goal is to help you take your business and lifestyle to the next level. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the Live to Grind podcast show. This is the first interview for the Denver series. I haven't really come up with the name for it yet. You know, I did the Boston Ballers. Maybe this is a Denver badass entrepreneurs, whatever it may be. But the first one I'm really excited about because I have Stephen Christopher here, and he's going to talk a little bit about what he's doing right now, but also I'm going to ask him some fire questions on some things he's found in success in his own life. You know, just a quick little going back in time. I first met Steven through an interview, and I think I actually said your name wrong in the interview like two years ago. And it somebody was reaching out for Steven to come on my podcast show. The seventh email, I responded back and said, okay, I'll have him on. Little did I know we would turn out to be really good friends, and now I'm sitting here even staying in, in his basement for the last week here in Aurora. But uh, welcome back to the show, Stephen. How you doing? Absolutely, man. I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. It's been a blast having you crash and hang out in the basement. Um, love having you guys, man. And it is, it's amazing how, uh, how connections work out, and it's just really cool that we've become friends based on you know, somebody reaching out to you seven times. It's like, the, it's like the perfect statistics on sales, you know, between seven and 12 times before somebody makes a buying decision and sure as hell, it worked out exactly that way. So it's funny how I even said in the email, most sales are done between the seventh and 19th time you approach somebody, the person that was persistent reaching out for you. That's the only reason I did it. There was actually just so you know, there was two people in the email. They were pitching two people at the same time. And I first thought to myself, Wow, that that's like the worst pitch. Don't pitch two people. But I saw you. I don't know what it was. I'm like, yeah, I'll have this guy. But I'm glad I did. So here we are. So let's jump into it. Just to refresh the audience, give the 60-second pitch of what you do, just your background and what you do in your business. Cool. Awesome. So I run a digital marketing agency called Sequest Digital Marketing. We primarily focus on SEO, pay-per-click, web design and development, and paid social media for local service-based companies. We work with a lot of big home service companies like big plumbing companies, HVAC companies, um, attorneys, chiropractors, you know, and really any local service-based business that is addicted to growth and, you know, refuses to settle for mediocrity. Fuck mediocrity. I don't even know how to say that. Um, or average. I hate that too. I always like to go above and beyond. How do you find your customers? What is your strategy for finding your customers? And what was it when you started and what is it now? It's funny, you know, we talk about relationships because that's where most of our customers come from is referrals. So we do a really good job for one person. They have friends in the same industry and they end up talking about our, our services that we offer and they end up calling us and and that's that's a primary that's the primary way where we've gotten business since we started, and it's also the primary way we still get business today. I mean, we use our own services, you know, paid social media, SEO, and we get some business from that. But really, it just it goes to show the power of referrals. So when you create trust with a client by delivering exactly what you say at the highest level, 
they they become your raving fans. And so that's one of our things we talk about internally is creating raving fans because they're going to talk about us. So most of our stuff is referral. Referral is the best. And I love you're adding so much value to people that they obviously are going to tell other people about it. And most people, if they realize, just add so much value, help your customer out. So beyond referrals, what would be the number one marketing thing that leads to sales for you? Is it, is it Facebook ads? What is it? I want to hear about your strategy behind getting the people through your own marketing. Yeah, a lot of the stuff we're seeing right now is social. Um, being very present on social media and adding tons of value on social has been a really great lead source for us and a really great source of clients because they get to see who we really are. So they, some of these people will follow me on social for months and months and months, maybe even years. And then finally they need our service. And so they're like, dude, I've been watching you for a year on social media and you've added a ton of value. You've never asked for anything in return. You truly are about serving. And so I want to work with a company like you and just being active on social media has also helped increase our social media sales as a, as a service that we offer because they're like, dude, everybody's selling social media right now. But when they look at our competitors, they're not actually doing anything on social media. So who are you going to go with? You're going to go with the person and the company that's actively doing exactly what it is that they're selling. So that's been huge for us lately. You've been leading by example. I mean, you would think that's a no brainer. Like just do some fucking posts. I mean, like dudes, if you're a social media company, why don't you promote yourself the best? Because I look at, I look at people out there that are doing social media. The ones that get my attention, I'm like, dude, that's the guy I want to hire. If he got my attention, then obviously he's doing something right. So where do you see social media going? I know we're talking the other night about Gary Vaynerchuk and what he was talking about. His He had a keynote where he's talking about social media and where it's going. Where do you see social media going in the next couple of years with, you see, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram TV, live, all this stuff. Where do you see it going? Yeah, I mean, I, it, it's only going to continue to get bigger, right? And so Gary Vaynerchuk talks a lot about where's the attention going of the customer? And that's where he focuses his time and energy. And that's where he decides what services to offer for his clients. And we look at it the exact same way. I mean, we deal with a lot of people that grew their business based on the phone book and billboards and TV ads. Well, those, the attention of those people is now in Google AdWords. Um, it's in social media. It's in Google organic search. So I see, I mean, I see social media going going nowhere. It's, it's going to continue to grow exponentially. I mean, the only thing that's really going to challenge social media is when we start to get into voice, which I'm pretty sure based on what we're seeing with Facebook and stuff, they're going to incorporate a lot of that. And then after that is going to be virtual reality. But I mean, we're, we're far away from that. So, I mean, over the course of the next couple of years, social is going to continue to grow massively. I mean, we're seeing it right now. Like some of our clients, AdWords budgets, because AdWords are continuing to get more and more expensive. The space is getting more crowded. We're moving that into those next platforms of Facebook ads, Instagram ads, and it's, it's working extremely well. It's way less expensive. We don't have it perfectly dialed in yet, but I mean, we're light years ahead of our competitors that are doing it for our clients. So, I mean, social is going to be huge. It's just like the old school of when you know our grandparents were around right like how how did they find a company well they walked over to the farm next door and asked them hey like who are you using for this that's what social media is i mean that's who we are as a people we're gonna believe that referral system and 
the recommendation system. And if you look at Facebook, I mean, they're building in recommendations. They're building that in. Like, it's going to become much larger than it is now. So if you're not on it, you got to at least start doing something. Dude, it's so true because what you're doing now is saving you so much money in the future. The cost to get a lead, the cost to get a customer. And once you add so much value to that customer, you can get a lifelong customer if you like your company adds so much value to them. And then if you have enough loyal customers, they're going to help you grow exponentially. They're going to tell their friends. I mean, I believe you should always be doing social media, but you'll get to the point where you have enough leads coming in. You won't have to do as much marketing. So let's switch gears into team building because your team, you have roughly 15 people there working. I'm excited to talk to them tomorrow. Talk about what's your strategy been like for building a team, building different uh, managers and just building a team. Because when I think of having more than like five people to coordinate with, it kind of makes my head hurt. Just talk about that strategy and how you've done it. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) you're right. It gets complicated, especially once you get over about 10 people, it starts to get really complicated because the owner can't be the primary driving force anymore. So what we did with a team is we tried to hire people that were, really interested in growth and willing to grow and we're open to it because we don't know exactly what we're going to need in a team in two years from now or three years from now because the landscape is always changing. So we hire people that are always willing to grow and always invested in growth and that's been huge for us. So as we continued to grow and as we got over that 10 mark, when we started to implement layers of management and leadership when those changes happen a lot of times in companies when change happens people freak out right like they're like well dude i come to work i do my job i go home like don't ever let anything change but we ingrain that really early on even when we were like three or four or five people we we push that into them that we were going to constantly grow so now when this change starts to happen um a huge majority, most of our team, if not all of our team is ready for it and they're open to it and they're accepting and they're willing to change or accept that change really, really quick so that we don't lose, so we don't lose speed as we continue to grow. You know, we started to build in management a little early this time. You and I were talking about it uh, a couple days ago. We started to build our management team way before most companies do and we're going through a little bit of the growing pains now, but we're solving those issues today so that now when we're 20 and 25 people, we're going to have already shortcut some of those issues. We'll still have growing pains, you always will, but now we're not gonna have as many so we can grow a lot faster once we're bigger. A lot of companies run into a lot of issues when you get to like 20, 25 people, and we're going to have already proactively solved some of those. So what's been your biggest obstacle so far, something that happened in your process of growing, and how did you overcome it? The biggest obstacle so far was when we, probably when we built out management and leadership early on in the game, you can you can accidentally get a little top-heavy if you're not too careful. And so we, you know, we went a little bit over the side of top-heavy, but we recognized it really, really quickly and then said, okay, cool, like there's the limit. We went over it a little bit. Now let's bring it back to where we need to be to make sure we have enough workers doing the actual work. And then also making sure that all of the leaders within the company had the right skill set. So we're always pushing up against where's that wall of capability and, um, and ability. 
and figuring out where that is and say, okay, cool, we found it. We went over it a little bit. Let's bring it back and then let's educate on what those things that are needed are. Um, that's probably our biggest thing so far. I love that you understand that you shouldn't grow too fast. Some companies grow too fast and then they end up shooting themselves in the foot. You're doing it at the right scale. You're getting everything in place so then you can exponentially grow once you have the managers and everything else in place. So switching gears, we talked about team building. I'm going to do three quick questions for you. The first one is what's the best advice you have for anybody to have success in their life? Be willing to be really uncomfortable because as soon as you're up against something that's uncomfortable, something great is going to happen. Yes. Get out of your comfort zone because when you're comfortable, you're just fucking dying, man. Like you have to get out of it and do things that scare you nonstop. And you guys, I mean, you just jumped into a new office space. That was probably a little scary scaling up, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're jumping into an office space that is big enough for 30 something people to prepare for future growth when we don't need it at all, but we're going to be paying for it. And yeah, it's scary as shit, man. <laughs> See, I love it because you know, you're going to grow. Most people are like, well, what if it doesn't No, you already know you're going full forward ahead. Like you're going to grow. We need this space. We're going to go to 30 people. We may not be there now, but we're going to be there. What is your favorite part about Denver? Favorite part about Denver is being able to be in the mountains away from any other person and hear silence within, you know, an hour and a half to two hours. So jump in the truck, go up a couple trails, sit at the top of a hill, turn it off and you hear nothing. You hear wind, you hear the leaves. I mean, there's no sign of another person and it's just so, it's so relaxing to be able to go from the hustle and bustle of Denver, which is a massively growing city, and just a short little car ride away, be able to be immersed in nature with no sign of people. The more you say that, the more I enjoy it because I'm going to be here until July 31st. <laughs> I'm still trying to get used to the elevation. Even doing this podcast show, Climb Upstairs, <laughs> I feel like I'm losing my breath. I'm not quite used to it, but talk about a workout too. Your first couple workouts are freaking insane. Uh, what... Two more questions. One, what would be your person you look up to? Everybody has a person they mimic or they kind of as a mentor. Who's been the person that you looked up to in life and you took certain things from what they applied and applied it in your own life? Who are people you've looked up to or modeled? Jeez, man, there's so, there's so many. It's hard to kind of choose. I'm also halfway stalling as I answer the question because there is so many. So, you know, one of our mutual friends comes to mind or somebody that we know mutually, Jeff Hoffman. Yeah. And um, also, uh, I think they're actually friends, maybe, maybe not, but another billionaire, uh, Naveen Jean, who is unbelievable as well. And it's funny, even if they don't know each other, I heard them both talk separately. And they talk about everything they do with such ease and confidence, but yet they work their asses off. But one of the things that I took away from both of them is uh, info sponging. I don't know if you've ever heard Jeff talk yeah. about it or not, but it was this thing, like when I first heard Jeff talk about it, I was like, all right, cool. You, you read something outside of your industry for 10 to 15 minutes every morning. I was like, all right, that seems really simple. Uh, it seems a little too simple. I didn't really do it. And then I'm at another event, like six months later, I hear Naveen Jean talk about it. Same exact thing. 
And I'm like, all right, wait, maybe there's something to this. And when I started actually doing that, I, I fully understood. Getting out of your own industry, lifting your head up and getting perspective on what else is going on in the world was one of the best things that I've done. And, and it came from, I mean, come on, give me a break, man. It came from two different billionaires in two different rooms at two different times that I have no clue if they know each other or not. But it, it's, it was a game changer for me. Um, that's a little bit more on the business development side, but it was huge. Success leaves clues. And I think about it last time I had breakfast. Sam and I had breakfast with Jeff Hoffman because he's the executive producer of our TV show. Jeff, we like, he asked so many questions, really good questions. And he listens. And, and I think about it too. You know, we're entrepreneurs, we're in a niche. There's so many niches in the world. There's so many different like influencer groups, when we sometimes put ourselves into a different group to learn from their perspective, because sometimes I feel like I'm so much in my grind, in my own bubble, that I don't know what else is out there. So you sometimes have to put yourself out there and see different perspectives in life. The last question, which is around this whole show, what does success mean to you? So success to me is follows my why, which my why is to help people achieve things they thought never possible. And that's, that's what success means to me is helping, helping my staff get something out of a job, working a job, like going to kind of technically a nine to five, but getting something out of it way more than they ever thought possible. I mean, we have a, a younger girl that works for us, and I remember she came in when she was like 23, never really had a, a job. She worked kind of part-time. And just her personality was like, we have to hire her. We had nothing for her to do. But in the last couple of years since she's worked here, I've seen what I consider success to um, – it's, it's come out in her. I mean, she's just – she's grown so much more, and she's like, I never thought I could have a job like this. All my friends are envious. I love it. I love working hard. And that's, that's what success is to me is adding that value and serving at a high level – and following through with the why I'm here. And we do it for our clients. I want to be the digital marketing agency that offers and gets results way above and beyond something that they ever thought possible. And that's, that's the focus. So as long as I'm working towards that and doing it to the best of my ability, that's success to me. I love it. You're, you're making your work atmosphere fun and you're helping your employees grow. And a lot of people, when they think of working a job, they're like, oh, we have the boss. But you're, I mean, you're the leader, but you're not really a boss. You make sure people do their things, but you're pushing them to be the best they can be, which in return, they can live a great life. Your company grows and you're even adding a lot of value to your clients, which I love that. A great version of success. If anybody was ever to work with you, how can they find you? Where, where can they follow you on social media? All that. Awesome, man. So, yeah, our website is sequus.com, S-E-E-Q-U-S.com. If you have questions specific for me, you can email me, Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, at sequus.com. You can find me on Facebook. I mean, if you search for Stephen Christopher, I generally am the first one up there. So Facebook and Instagram are the two primary social media platforms that I use. Follow me on there. Shoot me a message. I'd be happy to answer any questions that you have or if there's anything I can do to add value what i'm here for awesome we will put that on the notes and we're going to end with a quote by you or your best motivational one-liner 
Right now, the theme for everything we're doing at the office is whatever it takes. And that's what we're fully committed to. That's what I'm committed to for my, my team, my clients. And that's what they're committed to for their clients. And it's whatever it takes. And when you think about that, it gives you different perspective of, hey, I can solve this, whatever it takes. And it's amazing what something like that can do. Whatever it takes. Failure is not an option. Stephen Christopher, again on the show, I think the third time. Go check out everything he's got going on. And as always, you know what time it is. Go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brendan C. Adams. Have a great day, everyone.